0: by now you've already seen it you've already heard it let me share the four biggest concerns that i have about what happened between will smith and chris rock last night at the oscars i'm gonna to try to unpack and explain it try to break it down the best i can this is sean king and you are listening to the, the the breakdown the breakdown the, 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 the breakdown the breakdown the, 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 the breakdown Wow. You know, when my family and I, my wife, kids and I were watching the Oscars and when all of this went down, it was actually very troubling and concerning. My daughter Savannah and I were really into it and it was like, hold on. no what What really just happened here? And we knew that it was real from the jump because of what Will... Particularly, it looked real, but these are two actors on stage. When, when Will got onto the stage, and at first it looked to us like he had punched Chris Rock. And it was only when we... Because he, because Will is a, a trained boxer and all of that, he kind of had a, a stance that made it look like a punch... And it wasn't until we saw the replay that we saw it was a slap. And Chris obviously also confirmed that it was a slap. But, you know, they can fake those kinds of things. But when Will went back to his seat and lost it and started saying, keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth twice, that's when you heard the crowd just gasp. And it was clear to, to me and my family at that point that Will was this was no script that Will had lost and it was clear uh, several of my friends spoke to people who were there who said people in the crowd knew it was real particularly after Will as, as loud as he could kind of shook the whole auditorium and said keep my wife's name out your effing mouth except he didn't say effing he said the word you know and it's a It's a television, you know, a nationally, internationally televised broadcast. And um, it was clear to the audience and it was clear to me and and to millions of people watching around the world. Like, oh, no, this was real. And, you know, I shared my thoughts on Instagram. And uh, I mean, it's like over 12,000 comments there on on the post from last night. But I'll. took my kids to school this morning and listened to uh, Ebro in the morning, listened to The Breakfast Club. and I just toggled back and forth between Hot 9-7 and, and 105 here in New York, back between The Breakfast Club and, and Ebro in the morning. And, um, you know, they share lots of interesting thoughts and perspectives. And I heard all types of callers. But I, I want to share four or five concerns about what went down and some of how, some of the discussions we need to be having, you know, this is going to be a moment, a cultural moment that we talk about for the rest of our lives. It, it's probably the biggest moment in Oscar history. (laughs) I know this isn't what they want to be the biggest moment in Oscars history, but it's one of the biggest moments in television history. It was so wild and unpredictable and it involved two of the biggest entertainers in the history of the world. And, particularly it involving Will Smith, whose reputation and image is as a good guy who doesn't even say curse words. And, you know, my family and I all read his book, Will, uh, a phenomenal, phenomenal book, one of the best books I've read in a a very long time. And it's super transparent. And that, that takes me to my first point. If you read the book, which is, Over 400 pages of Will taking you from really from before his birth, telling you the story of his parents and where they came from all the way through his birth, his childhood, his career, up until now and all of the problems that he's had. You learn the story of a man who might be nearing his breaking point. And you hear from Will, you know, my my kids and I, we listen to the audio book together with with my wife and. Um, I'm I'm writing a, a memoir myself right now. So as I was reading and I was also just inspired by Will's transparency and there is really one theme throughout the book. And it is that Will Smith has viewed himself as a coward for most of his life. Even when he said it wasn't actually true about himself, he has believed himself to be a coward for a very long time. Even when he said he bulked up and had muscle, when he learned through all of his movies to fight and box and use weapons and guns and knives and all of that, he said it, he said. He felt like he was still having to block out this voice of like an inner coward. And I know nobody wants to hear that Will Smith has a hard life because he's filthy rich. And for, for those of us that are struggling with bills and everything else, it's like, nah, I don't I don't think that's hard. But difficulty is relative and money doesn't make all your problems go away. And what I think we witnessed last night, if you can divorce for a moment, it being Will Smith megastar, what we witnessed was, and I said this in the comments on Instagram last night, what we witnessed was the straw that broke the camel's back. We could, we could critique the joke that Chris Rock told. Uh, Charlemagne said he spoke to Chris Rock last night and Chris Rock said he actually had no idea. That Jada Pinkett, had alopecia. He thought it was just uh, like a cut, a shortcut. And, you know, I work with a lot of celebrities and they don't check and view social media like, you know, like most people do because it can be hurtful for them and weird for them. They don't keep up with the trends like that and Charlamagne said he believed them that, you know, Chris Rock actually did not know she had alopecia and that her hair is the way it is, not by choice but because she has this problem and it, th- that would be tough for any woman and it's doubly tough for black women and how in some ways sacred a black woman's hair is in in the culture in life and what we witnessed in a lot of ways was just a man we witnessed a man reaching his breaking point and that doesn't I'm not saying that to excuse it, okay? But what I'm saying is we need to understand that, every, that these people are real. Celebrities are real. Like I am a real human being. My family, they are real people. Will Smith is not the Fresh Prince. Will Smith is not Men in Black. Will Smith is not Ali. You know, he is not that. He is an actual human being with a brain, a heart, a soul, a body. And, you know, I wish he had apologized last night to Chris Rock. He didn't. And it was one of those things probably where it was still so real for him that he didn't have that in him. Well, you know, So be it. I thought he should have been removed from uh, from the auditorium just because of what he did. But he wasn't. It's clear that security had no... No plan for anything like this happening. You have a plan for a fan rushing the stage or something like that, but not for basically tier one, a star like top tier star rushing the stage and not even being funny, but Kanye wasn't there. So like there was no, as far as the Oscars understood it, there was nobody there that was going to rush the stage. But people have breaking points, and we need to understand that. Like, you talk so much about people, and, and it hurts. Um, you know, Russell Westbrook, who plays for the Los Angeles Lakers, you know, future Hall of Famer, recently suggested, you know, that he was at his breaking point, that the teasing and taunting of fans, particularly how they were using his last name, which he said, listen, this is my family name. This, this, is my, this is my mother and father's name. This is my children's name. And I can't even bring my kids to the game anymore because I don't want them to suffer the humiliation of people taunting me. So my family doesn't even come, and there's like not that much joy anymore because the taunting is so severe, even from home, hometown fans. And people are saying, like, bro, it's just a game. And I understand it, but he's just a human and it's not a robot, and, you know, Will's not a robot. People have breaking points. Judged in isolation, the joke that Chris told, whether he understood that Jada had alopecia or not, judged in isolation, that should not have been, if, if you just judge it as one incident alone, it should not have been the incident that caused Will to fight, uh, to, to, to assault a man. Should, shouldn't have been that. But Will is not a singular incident. I, again, I think all of this was, you know, in real time, I think he glanced over, saw the anguish on Jada's face, and a, and a switch was flipped where he was doing what I think was probably some real laughter and fake laughter like, like you do when you know that you might be cracked on. And, but when he saw the anguish in Jada's face over this G.I. Jane joke, uh, Will lost it. And that's not at all uh, to blame this on Jada. I think he just, a switch was flipped. Wh- which, which takes me to my second concern. My first is, listen people have breaking points and we don't know what that breaking point is, but you push people so far. And even though their career in some ways requires them to be quiet, um, you push people so far and eventually they might lose it. And this was the straw that broke the camel's back. Second, there, there is a there. I, I have my next concerns are super connected what will did and this reminds me of Donald Trump do, Donald Trump could say anything and do virtually anything and not be arrested and not be removed from office and and not lose his wealth and his followers started doing what Donald Trump was doing and they found oh I can go to jail I can be arrested And I can lose everything. And what his followers, Donald Trump's followers found out is that the rules that apply to Donald Trump don't apply to them. And my second concern is that people I see a lot. And I'm going to talk about this point in just a second. I see a lot of people celebrating what Will did. But let me be very clear. The only reason Will did not go to jail is because he was Will Smith because it was Chris Rock. And, you know, Chris Rock said that he wasn't, quote-unquote, pressing charges. Having worked in and out of the criminal justice system for the past 20 years, somebody doesn't have to press charges when an assault takes place. When a, when a provable assault takes place in Los Angeles County, I could be very specific, and in 99% of the counties in America, You don't have to have someone who wants to press charges. Like, say, in a domestic violence case, if police show up at the house and the person who was abused, if it was a man or a woman, I don't want to press charges in 99 percent of the counties in America. It doesn't matter if police see an injury. They are arresting someone then and there. They don't care if you want to press charges. You don't even have to participate in it. and. That Chris didn't want to press charges was, you know, big on Chris for that, and Chris did Will a real favor, because it it had been a really ugly thing to see Will Smith arrested, and I'm never celebrating that. I'd have hated to see Will Smith in jail with a mug shot and everything else. Like it's, God is bad is bad enough as it is, but w- what you need to understand and what people need to understand is that if you do that. You probably will go to jail if you assault somebody, if they say words to you about you or anybody you love, and they don't assault you, but they insult you. If somebody insults you and you assault them, you will go to jail. It is highly likely you will be charged. And my fear is, and which takes me to my third point, is I see a lot of people celebrating Will. I saw Iyanla Levanzant saying, this is what you do to protect black women. And I saw a number of people saying, hey, we've been telling y'all we want you to protect black women, and that's what this is. And, and yet I see hundreds of other black women Saying, no, no, actually, uh, you know, as ugly as they found the joke to be, I do not want you know, again, my boyfriend, my husband, my brother, my uncle, my dad is not Will Smith. And if somebody insults me with their words, I don't want my brother, my dad, my husband, my boyfriend. I don't want them assaulting somebody because somebody insulted me. And no, that's not protecting me is something else. Some people said it's misogyny. Some people said it's toxic masculinity. Like, no, I, I actually, you could have said something with your words, but don't get physical. And so a lot of people, including prominent women, including my, many of my friends are saying, hey, this is protecting black women. And we might be setting a lot of brothers up, particularly young brothers up who say, oh, this is if this is protecting black women then t- talk that talk and see if I don't smash you. You know, and, you know, for those of us who are fighting for anti-violence, listen, and, and, and I speak as somebody who has been insulted. You know, at the highest level, whose blood has boiled, whose family has been insulted. And it has taken everything in me to not drag myself down to want to then assault somebody. But I know that again, I know even I'm, I'm not Will Smith and with all the stuff I've done against police and prosecutors and others, last thing I need is a charge. Last thing I need is to be in jail or prison. My family doesn't need that. And so while a lot of people are saying this is protecting black women, and listen, I understand how somebody's coming to that conclusion, but for most of us, this is gonna cause way more trouble than it's worth. just trust me. And yet, people saying like, "Hey, you crack a joke on my wife or loved one who has a medical condition." You know, I heard some guys on the radio saying, "Listen, alopecia is not cancer. It's not. It's not fatal." It is, it is cosmetic in a lot of ways, but for a star in particular, it's a very hard thing to deal with. And hey, you crack a joke on my wife's medical condition, I'm probably going to throw those hands. And I'm just saying, Will Smith went home last night, but if most people do that, Hands are going to get them in jail. And then if you throw hands, most people are not going to be as restrained as Chris Rock was last night, as professional as he was in the moment. And not only going to throw the hands back, they, they might pull out something. They might have a knife. They might have a gun. What I'm telling you is most insults, If you respond with violence, it's going to cause you trouble. Which which takes me to my final point. Again, my first is people are human and they have breaking points. And what Chris Rock, I don't think, knew last night was that he met a man who was much closer to his breaking point than he understood. And, And the thing is, you don't know when somebody's at that point. Then. The the second piece is, listen, uh, you you can assault somebody. But you're probably going to go to jail, just like Donald Trump's followers found out. And the rules for Trump, the rules for Will Smith are different than the rules for most everyday people. My third point is my third concern is. I, I want to challenge whether or not this is the thing we want to hold up as protecting black women. Um, you know, some people are strongly saying yes, some people are strongly saying no. I think this is going to get a lot of brothers in trouble if they hold this up as this is how I'm going to protect black women. And I saw several people who run youth programs who say every day, They're telling their kids not to get violent when people talk shit and talk smack and saying like, listen, words should not allow you to get violent. So like youth leaders saying, how am I now going to go back and say to my kids, listen, don't do what Will Smith did when they see he, he still got an award. Wasn't even put out of the, of the auditorium was still taking photos afterwards, still doing interviews and everything else. And it's like, Yeah, that's that's rough for people who've been telling young people, hey, when people insult you on Instagram, when they insult you on the YouTube comments, do not respond with violence, that that's going to create an ugly cycle of violence that can ruin your life. And, And that takes me to my final point. There is something unique in black America, in black culture, where we feel like everything represents all black people. And I understand it, you know, like, but what I know is, and not that white people should be our standard, if two white folk fight each other, it's not really the conclusion that that represents white America. It's not it is that would rarely be the conclusion when white people kill white people, when when white people do horrible things. It's rarely held up as an example of something that represents all white people. And most white people, when they see white on white crime, most white people don't blink an eye. They're not speaking out on it. They're not. (laughs) They don't absorb it. They don't claim it. Again, over 90% of white people who are murdered are murdered by white people. That's how all crime is. Most crime is intraracial. And when white people kill white people, which they do every single day in this country, white people are not taking that personally. Black people do take it hyper-personally because it feels like, and, and maybe it's because we've gone generations without fair representation on television and politics and the media. But when when Will Smith does something, we have to get to the point where it's like, no, that doesn't represent all black people. It doesn't. Will Smith now, you know, almost a billionaire, is as unlike most black people as anybody could be. He lives literally on a $200 million, you know, in a $200 million mansion is one of the wealthiest people in the history of entertainment. And yes, he's human, but he does not he, him making a mistake does not represent all black people. And I don't know what it looks like for us to move past that. And my my best guess is that we won't, but we need to. And there's this thing, like this shame of feeling like, damn, this was, you know, I saw people saying like, this is bad for the culture. This is bad for black people. And I understand, but it's, it's a double standard that's a, applied to black. It's a standard that's applied to black people that's not really applied to anybody else. Chris's jokes and Will's response to them does not represent the everyday black person. It doesn't. And yet I feel like that that unrealistic standard is going to stay for a very long time, but I wish we could get past it. I wish all of this didn't happen. Uh, I've got to run, but I, I truly wish that things that went down. I wish they didn't. And this is going to be one of those moments, it's going to be a meme, and which I don't like because it's it's an, it's an ugly moment. It's going to be a meme. It's going to be a punchline. And it's just going to be kind of an ugly memory uh, for a really long time. I, yes, I think eventually when Chris Rock goes on tour and and which he's about to do, uh, he's going to talk about it and joke about it. And that's the essence. If you've ever, if you truly enjoy, uh, black comedians, you know, it's about laughing at our pain. You know, it's about telling painful stories and finding a way to laugh at the most painful moments. And so I'm sure Chris will find a way to tell the joke uh <laughs> and maybe that'll lighten you know the the moment and the mood but this is going to be one of those cultural moments that we remember for a very very long time listen if you're not yet a member of the North Star what are you waiting for join join now we need you we want you go to the northstar.com you can become a member for as little as 8 bucks it's nothing and that's what funds our small staff Our staff who edit and post and promote this podcast, our writers, our editors, uh, our web team, everybody. It's what allows our staff to have health insurance and everything else. And so uh, please, please, please go to the Northstar.com. Chip in today. We need your support. And listen, after you listen to this episode of The Breakdown, go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you're not there already and type in the Momentum Advisors Show. That's a personal finance podcast produced by us here at the North Star. It's a brilliant, brilliant podcast featuring Tiffany and Alan, two brilliant financial advisors and experts and gurus who I trust, whose integrity I trust, whose advice I trust. And I want you to hear it and learn from it. All right. Take care, everybody. Break it down. Break it